So you want to be a leader. Or maybe the very idea of leadership makes you want to run screaming in the opposite direction. Whatever the case, we all end up in situations where other people are looking to us for direction. And what you do next is crucial. This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Hey, it's great to have you here on Signs of the Times Radio for another week and another month. Uh, Welcome to November. And here, uh, squeezed in our studio here in Sydney, I have with me uh, one of our authors from a a great little article that uh, appears in this month's magazine. His name is Eddie Hippolyte. How are you, Eddie? I'm I'm well. I'm well, Kent. Excellent. So, Eddie, um, look, a lot of our listeners, you know, whether it's Faith FM, whether it's via podcast, mm-hmm. however they're listening, they, they may not know you. So, mm-hmm. give us a, a little bit of background. Who is Eddie Hippolyte? Eddie Hippolyte is a Londoner, born and bred, mm-hmm. um, moved to, moved to Australia 2013. I've been a pastor. This is my 21st year. Mm-hmm. Moved to Australia in 2013 to pastor here in this country. Mm-hmm. I am of Caribbean heritage. Mm-hmm. I am the son of immigrant parents who moved to England in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. So I'm first generation British born. And now your daughter's the son of immigrants. <laughs> and now my daughter. <laughs> now my daughter is the daughter of immigrants. So yeah, my background has been pastoral ministry and, mm-hmm. and it has also been a combination of educational consultancy mm. and, and life developmental work because I work so much in especially in London mm. I work so much within the inner cities in the area of, of life development um, mm. identity mm. Um, and transformational living transformational thinking well, somebody said to me when I first moved there mm. what, what is it that you like about Australia and I said people say hello to you first People say hello to you. Unprompted. Unprompted. Mm. You know, and it was catching me off. I'd walk past people and they'd say, uh, you know, mate. And I'd be like, uh, oh, yeah, hey, morning. <laughs> you know it's, I mean? it's, Which it's, I found so refreshing. It's funny, actually, because living in that, uh, in that sort of regional area, <clears throat> um, you know, in between Sydney and, and Newcastle, yeah. I find that's quite common. Yeah. But I, I was actually taking a walk just on the last weekend in Sydney mm. around yeah. Marrickville. Yeah. Just along the creek there, yeah. people walking, jogging, doing their thing. Yeah. I said, you know, hi to a couple of people and they, like, they looked a bit taken aback, looked <laughs> yeah. at me a bit strangely and yeah. I started to think, maybe this is a city thing versus yeah. a, a regional thing Very that much so. they seem to be a little bit weirded out Very by me doing so. it in yeah. Sydney. I, so, yeah. yeah. Very much so. <laughs> so, so I guess, um, you know, being a pastor, I mean, that, that is a, a leadership role, but it's, it's a leadership role where you're working with volunteers in particular. I mean, th- th- these aren't staff who yeah. you can hire and fire. No, not at all. That, not w- at all. W- what is the particular challenge, like working in that that volunteer community sort of space as, as a leader? Because, you know, being a pastor is mm-hmm. one example, but whether you're working in a, a community op shop, whether you're working for, you know, meals and, mm-hmm. on wheels, there must be a lot of similarities in working with volunteers. I think the, the greatest difference and the greatest challenge is keeping them inspired Mm -hmm. you know you don't manage a volunteer 
you don't manage volunteers. You mm-hmm. manage the tasks. Mm-hmm. You inspire volunteers. Mm-hmm. Vol- yeah, because they're doing it for free. Mm-hmm. You know, and they know they can just say anyway, uh, bye, and they're gone. It doesn't mm-hmm. affect their livelihood. It doesn't. You know, I think within the church community, what you have is the um, you have the added in incentive on on their part, or the had the added um, motivation on their part that they feel they're doing what they're doing for something bigger than them, mm-hmm. for a cause bigger than them, mm-hmm. for a belief system bigger than them, mm-hmm. um, for a faith bigger than them. Yeah, yeah. So they'll stick in there, mm-hmm. but still they're a volunteer force. So I think the challenge is understanding how you inspire them and then get people who are leaders of tasks to lead tasks and people who are leaders of people to mm-hmm. lead people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? wow. and just figuring out how you separate those two groups because both are equally important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've, what we've done with leadership is make people think that unless you're actually leading and inspiring the people, then you're not a leader. Mm. But you can inspire the people all you want. But if yeah. you don't know how to manage and develop and direct the task... Mm. Well, the people are going to be here and say, what are we doing next? Yeah. So yeah. both of them are important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, both sure. of them are important. Okay. And it's just figuring out how you inspire them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you, you've moved into leadership consultancy now. Mm-hmm. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. now your, your big focus. Yeah. So, so I guess that includes more than just pastoral leadership, but what yeah. you, you, you could be supporting someone in, in business or someone in a, mm-hmm. another sort of nonprofit mm-hmm. area. How's that working? How, how do you see the, the learnings you've had from that church environment translating mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. to other mm-hmm. you know sectors of yeah. the community I, I think the greatest commonality between both is that whether you're in the private sector or whether you're in the um, church sector what you are doing is motivated by something mm-hmm. in the church sector it's motivated by faith mm-hmm. and it's motivated by belief it's motivated mm. in the church community by Jesus Christ mm. his, his mm. name is on the door mm. if you're in the private sector it's motivated by the bottom dollar bottom, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the bottom line which is the almighty dollar well, well hopefully you know, it's more than that I mean ho- ho- hopefully you know you're, you're passionate about you know the experience of drinking exotic herbal teas or, or, or something and, and you just want to join yeah, yeah, people you want yeah, to connect yeah, people with yeah. these these Himalayan blends and with this and that and you just want people to experience it. It's, hopefully it's more than yeah, just about yeah. making a buck. Actually, let me, let me not, let me not simplify and, and, and trivialize. Yeah, I think it is more than that. But if you're a business, the pro, the, the purpose of a business is to, is to make money. You know that, what that, I mean? At the bottom right. line. Yep. But th- that said, what, what makes it easy to translate across both is, the fact that both both areas demands the same level of skill, mm-hmm. demands the same level of attention, it, mm-hmm. it, it demands the the same level of faithfulness, mm-hmm. um, it demands the same level of consistency, integrity, continuity. Mm. Um, it demands all of those things. Um, mm. So where I find myself now within consultancy, professional development consultancy, is actually working with people around their resilience. Mm-hmm. Because well, what, what does that mean? It's a bit of a buzzword lately. Uh, just- resilience is such a the, you know, resilience is about your ability to remember mm. and grow through. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say it's about bouncing back, so they use the rubber band. Mm-hmm. But if you hold a rubber band and you you know expand a rubber band a mm. hundred times, it comes back, but it doesn't come back the same. Mm-hmm. It loses its <laughs> elasticity. Mm-hmm. So the idea of 
coming back to yourself is is it can go so far you can only go so far mm. with, with with a rubber band because humans are not rubber bands <laughs> no <laughs> i've noticed but <laughs> you know so, but so, we are naturally resilient and, yeah, yeah. And, and resilience is about the ability to find yourself in a space remember something about yourself or mm. learn something about yourself mm. and then grow out of that space. Well, isn't it essentially about going through tough times? You know, so, so life throws challenges at us, you know, yeah, yeah. and and as you say, it yeah. might not be about bouncing back yeah. afterwards, but it's mm. about how you make mm. your way through that challenge mm-hmm. and what sort of person you are on, mm. on the other side. Definitely. And they, uh, Definitely. You, because because trouble is unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trouble is unavoidable. Yeah. So, so as human beings, we are all innately resilient mm, we are yeah. naturally resilient some just more to, mm. a, to a greater or lesser degree than yep. others no. yeah. so leadership i mean when we imagine leadership mm-hmm. we sort of imagine a, a mm-hmm. ceo or, or something along mm-hmm. those lines but i get the sense from you that you see leadership as happening in all sorts of different contexts mm-hmm. can, can you unpack that for us a bit? Le- leadership with me and leadership in my mind is about understanding your ability to influence somebody from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding your ability to inspire people mm-hmm. um, and use the, the, the power of your influence mm. to push people further on down the line, to make so, people sounds believe, like parenting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so, so much so. But parenting and then some. Mm. Parenting and, and, and a little more. Mm. Um, and and I think with with leaders, the great leaders, great leaders are are the ones that understand that they are given, they are given that respect, they are entrusted with that level of understanding, they are trust entrusted with with that that level of trust from mm. somebody else, mm-hmm. and and as a result, they use that in a way that empowers that person forward and empowers what they're going to or what they're mm, working mm. on behalf of mm. and i think good leadership is is leadership that holds that that trust in 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 a sacred mm, way mm. and 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 empowers those people to grow as they're moving forward yeah. and, and and seeking to establish what it is that they're doing sure i got i got a question eddie and and it mm-hmm. comes out, out of my experience with with my two sons mm-hmm. two boys mm-hmm. the oldest one like going through primary school was mm-hmm. mr popular all the girls wanted to sit next to mm-hmm. him everyone wanted to be with him <laughs> everyone clustered around him yeah, yeah, yeah. they loved him you know mm-hmm. but he has actually turned out a fairly quiet person mm-hmm. fairly introverted is quite mm-hmm. happy to stay home and mm-hmm. you know whereas the second son who was a little bit nerdy, a little bit dorky, got picked mm-hmm. on, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> mm-hmm. from time to time. At 15, he discovered music, mm-hmm. was mentored in, in music. Mm-hmm. Both of them are involved in mm-hmm. music. Both of them are great at music. Mm-hmm. But my second son in particular got to 15 years old mm-hmm. and suddenly people were saying to him, hey, can you lead out this um, this worship group? Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd been in, in different music groups and yeah. they said, hey, we want to put you in charge. Mm-hmm. And I walked into a venue where he was rehearsing mm-hmm. with some other musicians. Mm-hmm. He had college age kids there, kids right. from senior high school. He's 15 or 16 mm-hmm. or something. And he's there just saying, right, you do this, mm-hmm. you do that, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. He had it all organized in his head and they were looking at him mm-hmm. and they were listening and they were doing exactly mm-hmm. what he said. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Where did this leadership mm-hmm. ability come from Mm -hmm. and that's a a very long-winded way Mm -hmm. to to introduce my question which is do you think leaders are born 
or made or, 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 a, or a bit of both? How, how does it work? Uh, are some people just naturally leaders? Do they just have natural leadership abilities? I, I think about my daughter, Rhea. Mm-hmm. And Rhea, when Rhea was, you know, we used to marvel and watch it. When Rhea was literally three and four years old, Rhea would sit with six and seven-year-olds mm-hmm. and control the room. Mm-hmm. And if she got up and she said, all right, we're all leaving, let's go they would just get up and, you know. <laughs> she just had the ability to set the agenda. And, that, and, that's and exactly what I'm talking and, and about. And literally yeah. to this day, I think we, we are all born with personalities, whether they be traditional alpha, mm-hmm. you know, outward, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, an alpha, an alpha male qualities, uh, those alpha qualities are in males and females. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why we've, you absolutely, know, yeah. because my daughter is, uh, 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 she's a, an alpha, a quintessential <laughs> alpha, you know. I wonder and, where um, she got that from, oh, mate. Gosh. <laughs> and, and I think, I think we, we, uh, I think, we're all born with this mm. to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And I think that circumstance, I think that time, I think the opportunity mm-hmm. um, creates that space in which that is nurtured out of them, mm-hmm. you know, intentionally and unintentionally, mm-hmm. you know, like with your son, he's, his personality in drawing, 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 mm. but he's at that age where now he's just become introverted and, and whatnot. And believe me, that will kick back in. Mm. It's just something that he understands that he has, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas your other son, um, who was nerdy, but he was still skilled. He, mm-hmm. he, he, was, he was still brilliant in his own little nerdy way. Mm-hmm. But now that he's come into his, in, in the way in which he can express that through music, mm-hmm. now he knows how to actually pull people in. Yes. And so he's literally doing the same thing intentionally, what your other son was doing unintentionally. Yeah, well, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And both of them will flourish mm-hmm. in that space that they find themselves. Yeah. So I think, I think that we're born with, with certain personality abilities and it's drawn out. I didn't mm. know that I was a leader. Literally, mm-hmm. I didn't know I was a leader until I was in my 30s. Well, there you go. I understood that I had influence, mm-hmm. but it was in my 30s when I was at university in Jamaica and it just dawned on me one day like, wow, I'm, I'm a leader. I, I do have the gift of leadership. Yeah. It literally, when it, when it dawned on me all the things that I was doing mm. and the things that I was involved in at university mm-hmm. and the, the large group of people that I was leading and who were following, mm-hmm. following my direction and who was allowing me to aspire, inspire them forward. I was like, wow, I, I wow. <laughs> you know it's a, so, it's a bit of a, a humbling experience oh lord have mercy it really is scary, yeah, yeah no it, it, is, <laughs> it is it is seriously scary uh, because then you realize that the funny thing that happens in leadership when you become a leader people no longer look at you they look to you mm. the, the ground where you stand and they stand shifts mm-hmm. mm. and like i said because they are actually giving you mm. they are giving you that space of of authority they're mm-hmm. giving you that space of influence yeah so now they are looking to you, you know, mm. you know. Well, I mean, the, the, I guess the other reason why I asked that question, you know, are, are leaders born mm. or made, is, is that your your article that you wrote mm. for us in, in the November Science of the Times mm. is, in, <coughs> it's entitled Insights for Reluctant <laughs> Leaders, Re- Reluctant Leaders. So the, yeah. the, these are perhaps not the people who have this natural mm. leadership ability. There's, you know, you, you know, they say, yeah. if, if you want to know if you're a leader, yeah. look behind and see if people are following. Yeah. You know, they're like yourself, you yeah. know, you looked behind one day and thought, 
oh, oh good, uh, I'm uh, here on my own. People are, people are following <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have this influence. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I must have a gift yeah, of leadership. Yeah. You know, there are other people who go and study management and study yeah. leadership and do this and do that. And, yeah. and you think, oh, I don't know if you're ever going to be yeah. a, a leader. But yeah. y- you've actually given five tips for, mm. for reluctant leaders. I mean, mm. the first thing you say is, look, yeah. if there's an opportunity to put your hand up and, yeah. and be a part of something yeah. to, to, be, to lead yeah. a particular project, yeah. do it. You encourage people to yeah. do that. But you give some important insights for mm. reluctant leaders. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the reason why I said reluctant as yeah. well was because sometimes people realize that they do have the gift of mm. leadership. They mm-hmm. do have the ability to influence and lead people. Mm. But they've seen so many leaders around them burn out, mm-hmm. been treated so badly. Mm-hmm. They've just seen so, you know, like they walk in and they can, they can ment, you know, visualize the target on their back. <laughs> like, no, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So when, when the time comes around for, for, all right, can, can somebody volunteer to lead this? They're like, Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> all of a sudden they get a text and like, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden they've got a call and they need to leave. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So it's, no. you, you give us five points in this yeah. article and I think the first one is mm. is really mm. important as to you know yeah. where to start mm-hmm. you, you say team team leadership begins with honest self leadership yeah so you it sort of needs to start with self-awareness I guess is that what you're saying yeah there? yeah I mean just awareness of you know you can't lead people into a sense of their own humanity if you don't know your own humanity mm-hmm. you know I can't tell you how to be a human if I ain't figured out how to be a human myself mm-hmm. I can't ask you to be vulnerable if I haven't you know, mm. learn how to be vulnerable myself. Mm-hmm. I can't ask you to be honest about where you find yourself mm-hmm. if I haven't learned how to be honest about how where I find myself. Mm-hmm. So it honestly begins with 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 goods and honest self leadership. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the one thing that we don't understand is that vulnerability actually is a strength in leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how does that work? Explain. Well, vulnerability just means that you've come to that space where you can admit that I'm a little in over my head Mm -hmm. because what a lot of leaders do, they put everything on their back, Mm -hmm. you know, they put everything on their back and they expect that. And they think that they are the ones that have to do everything. Mm. When you come to that space of vulnerability, you understand, you understand, okay, I need people to do this. Well, that's right. If, yeah. if, if you didn't need them, you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have a team. You'd exactly. just go and do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And vulnerability is about recognizing your humanity, mm-hmm. recognizing your limitations mm. and actually finding the right people that are mm. already around you yeah. to fill those gaps. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting yeah. because sometimes the mental sort of picture mm. that people have mm. of a leader mm. is someone who is bulletproof, someone who has all the answers, mm-hmm. someone who, mm-hmm. as I say, you know, people yeah. look to you yeah. and they look to you for the yeah. answers. They yeah. look, well, aren't yeah. you supposed to be an expert of every yeah. single uh, yeah. role and task that yeah. all of us in yeah. the team have yeah. to do? And the answer yeah. is no. Yeah. You know, and I think one, what, what a leader has to be an expert of, number one is their own humanity. And number two mm. is the, the, the potential and the skill of everybody around them. Mm. That's mm. what you have to be an expert of mm-hmm. as, as a leader and yeah, figure okay. out how you begin to harness that. Okay. Now, you, you have uh, tip number two here where you say establish an early understanding. What are you talking about there exactly? Well... Establish an un- early understanding of what it is that you have to do, mm-hmm. um, the way in which you have to do it. Est- establish an early understanding of what the vision is. Mm-hmm. Because later on, when life kicks in, when problems kick in, mm-hmm. when deadlines that are not met 
happen mm-hmm. when people that you thought were going to come through don't come through when the finish line gets moved back mm-hmm. people need to understand what it is that they're working towards people mm-hmm. need to understand what it is what are the core values that drive what we mm-hmm. do what's our purpose you know yeah what what, yeah. what our purpose is what mm-hmm. our reason is what mm-hmm. our why is mm-hmm. and and you need to establish that early mm-hmm. so that if 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 you're going later than you thought you was going to be going, mm-hmm. people still remember. No, this is what we're about. No, this is what we're going. Yeah, yeah. No, this this is the reason for what we're doing. And it's it's difficult yeah. to sort of um, shift that mm. aircraft carrier to a new course once it's, it's sort of momentum has been established. Exactly. In, yeah. In one you, direction. you have to you have to keep yeah. moving. So it's important that you establish that. Mm, yeah, mm. You establish that early. But but then on the other hand, you you say you know be patient. You need oh. to be be patient with people. <laughs> that 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 is the hard hardest thing because people need time to grow Mm. people need time to grow people need time to change Mm -hmm. people need time to understand Mm -hmm. and that is in no way making an excuse for mediocrity Mm -hmm. you know while you're being patient create the culture around them in which they are being developed Mm -hmm. in which they are their momentum isn't being lost Mm. in which the expectation of excellence still um, Mm. and the expectation of um, professionalism and the expectation that the responsibilities that you have you are still going to fulfill Mm -hmm. i'm going to be patient with you while you are doing this Mm -hmm. but we are still moving in that direction Mm -hmm. we're not stopping what we're doing we're not even slowing what we're doing Mm -hmm. we're just sticking our arms underneath your arms Mm -hmm. and helping you to move a bit quicker Mm -hmm. while you you, while your legs figure out the pace that we're running at you know (laughs) what i mean but we are going to be patient with you while you do that yeah yeah Um, yeah 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 yeah. because it it can be really demoralizing can't it if if you feel like when you're in a team that the instant you you have any mess up or, or any question or, or any doubt or, or anything mm. you just get jumped on oh, by, by, by that leader and yeah. you know it's yeah. demoralizing it's humiliating yeah. and you don't feel a sense of ownership over your work mm-hmm. you feel micromanaged you yeah. feel like someone's breathing down your neck yeah. Yeah. I mean how can you possibly do your best work in, in those circumstances you know and, and that's why and that's why as, as a leader you've got to figure out mm. um, you, you've got to develop patience yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I guess along similar lines you know you're, the tip number four that you give is you know people matter yeah. So treat them well. Oh my lord! Because it's easy to be task focused, isn't it? I mean, like, like I mm. say, you got to decide your purpose. Mm. You've got to decide your direction. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people can get mm. caught up in the cogs of, mm. of that machine mm. that is working towards that goal. Yeah, don't yeah. They? yeah, yeah, and. And, and, and rightly so, mm. you know, sometimes you do get caught up, you do get clogged, mm. you know, you do get caught up and you do get clogged down. But people are still people. Mm-hmm. A task is just a task. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was speaking with somebody the other day and they was talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, they're married and they was talking about marriage and they were talking about arguments. And I said, you, you have to figure out how to keep on getting past the issue to the person mm-hmm. because an issue is an issue. Mm-hmm. Don't make the issue become bigger than the person. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think what happens sometimes within business is we make the business become more important than the value of the person. Mm-hmm. We make the outcome become more important than the value of the person. Mm. And people matter, so treat them well. When people understand that they are valued, mm. um, when people understand that they are understood, that they are not only seen, but they are heard, mm. when they understand that you're standing in the corner with them, mm. they'll go further, they'll mm. work longer, they'll actually, they'll do more than you ask them to do mm-hmm. because they realize in the end, yeah, while the, while the business matters, while the vision matters, mm. 
I matter equally. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that a lot of the points you're giving us, Eddie, could fall into the category of, of what has been called servant leadership. Mm. And, that, mm. and this has been a sort of a Christian idea, yeah. you know, based yeah. on the ministry of Jesus yeah. himself, yeah. you know, who yeah. said, he said of himself, you know, the mm. son of man did not come to be served, mm. but to serve yeah. and, you know, give his life as a ransom for many. And, and I understand that this phrase servant leadership has made its way into the oh, mainstream listen, business world. People is. are starting to understand you're a leader doesn't mean you're the guy on top, you're the boss here to, you know, to make everyone yeah. feel small. Yeah. You're a servant. Yeah. You're here to yeah. uplift. Yeah. I think Simon Sinek, is it Simon Sinek? Simon Sinek said that leaders eat last. Wow. Yeah, he says leaders eat last. Mm-hmm. Leaders make sure all their men are fed, mm-hmm. then they eat. Mm-hmm. They make sure all their troops are watered, then they eat. Mm-hmm. They make sure all their people are good, then they're good. In South African humanism, there's a term called Ubuntu. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And and it means humanity towards all. Mm-hmm. I am well because you are well. Mm-hmm. I am full because you are full. Mm-hmm. You know, and business are understanding that. Businesses are coming to the point where they understand that they have to invest in the well-being of their people, that mm-hmm. their people matter. Mm-hmm. Their people have invested time. They have invested skill. They have invested professionalism. They have invested their lives. Mm-hmm. And so we have to invest back into them yeah, and let yeah. them know that they understand because in the end, they are actually going to be our greatest investment for how well we do as a business. And well, that is yeah. servant leadership. Well, and also, I mean, your, your fifth point, you know, follows on from that really well. You say successful leaders are always asking who's next. Oh. So planning for the future means admitting that mm. I'm not going to be here mm. forever. Someone mm. else is probably going to mm. have to take mm. over at some point. Mm. How, how do you go about doing that, man, while being a leader, thinking who's next? I've got a lifelong friend. Mm-hmm. We've been friends now for 40 odd years. Mm. And I had the privilege of working as one of his youth directors mm. when I was working in England. Uh, he was director of work across the South England region, mm-hmm. South England region. And I was his director of teen work. He was mm-hmm. the overall director. So focusing on teenagers. For, yeah, for, I was for, focusing for the on teens. Yeah. He yeah. was focusing on young adults mm-hmm. up to millennials. He always used to say his name is Colin Stewart. Mm-hmm. He always used to say, Hippo, he calls me Hippo. He says, Hippo, <laughs> the best are always behind us. Mm. The best are always just behind us. Mm. You know? And it made me, I think that leaders, the best leaders are the ones who realize that they're not supposed to be there forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that they value, they place value on the space where they have mm. by creating value, pushing everything forward pushing the ideas, pushing the vision, hmm. pushing the company, pushing pushing it forward. And, and mentoring. Yeah, and yeah. then preparing where they are for mm. the next generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is completely opposite to, you know, your typical, you know, dictator who, who, who is suspicious and paranoid and anyone who looks like they have ambition yeah. or, or potential. They killed them. That's right. Yeah, yeah they literally <laughs> killed them. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Whether they're influence or, yep. you know, in some countries, literally, mm. you know what I mean? That's right. Which, in other more civil um, countries they just kill their reputation yeah. they kill them on social media or, or yeah. whatever it may be so, so in some cases if you're you know they say it's lonely at the top <laughs> and if, if, if you're lonely at the top perhaps you're you're not yeah, doing yeah, it right yeah then you ain't a good leader yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You, ain't, you ain't a good leader I think 
we do it by understanding that leadership is actually about good leadership is also just about legacy mm. and legacy isn't going to just be the good things that people say about you mm-hmm. legacy is going to be your doings that mm. they do after and and that's one of the things that I loved a lot about Jesus Christ when Jesus was speaking the gospels he would say the things that I have done you will do more mm. wow yeah yeah. You know, or, or he would say, the things that you have seen me do, you do them. Because mm. Jesus understood that it weren't just the things that, it, it, it really sometimes isn't the things that you say in the world mm-hmm. that really make that lasting impression. Mm. It's the way you treat people in the mm-hmm. world and it, the way it inspires them to treat others in mm-hmm. the world that truly makes. That's the yeah. ripple yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's when it goes viral. That's the ripple effect. And so in yeah, leadership, yeah. you know, good leaders are always making the team that they're working with at the moment presently they're always making that team you know Mm. it's an excellent team Mm. and that team is about excellence but that team is also looking out for who do we need to mentor who do we need Mm -hmm. to pour ourselves into you know what I mean because we ain't gonna be here and as a matter of fact I'm not choosing to be here Mm. in the next 10 years that's where I want to be but I want to make sure that when I leave here I leave this space good and I leave it with someone good Mm. wow and and yeah. Oh man! Hey, thanks so much, Eddie. I, I really oh, do appreciate man. those it's been a that, pleasure, those obviously. insights. Yeah, <laughs> and and look, if if you're listening to this and thinking, hey, I, I didn't catch all of that, well, hey, that's what Eddie's article is for. It is there in the November edition of Signs of the Times. Uh, just listen to the outro of uh, this week's episode to grab that website, and uh, you can check it out uh, for yourself. But thanks so much, Eddie, uh, for for pleasure. being part of Signs of the Times Radio this week. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. 